happy world meditation day everybody um i i ended up seeing mike tyson's little post and that reminded me that it was today and what time it was i jumped in late but i did participate got a good 10 minutes in and i forgot how powerful meditation was well i didn't forget but i just haven't had time lately so with that i want to uh thank everybody who joined in that's a big big movement and it does have real scientific uh, evidence to, to to prove that it helps all over the world. It helps lower crime and it helps bring people closer together and much, much more. So if you're interested in that and what it does, what it is, um, I encourage you to Google what World Meditation World Meditation Day is doing and, uh, and just meditation in general. It's really good for your mind. And uh, I'm definitely going to be back to doing it twice a day and staying sane. So anyway, this is an episode kind of ending the the big surrounding, the big message behind this event. I remember I really played it up as a really, <laughs> for me, I mean, at least it was a really, really big episode because I'm talking about something that I never did. I was talking about my, I don't want to say infidelity because I wasn't married, but, you know, cheating. I was talking about my relationships in detail and uh, just sharing these things that, you know, my L's, sharing my lessons, my losses. And uh, just just kind of going back into that pain. And this is the aftermath. This is what happened after the conversation. I wish, you know, I, I even wish that the conversation, that episode was a little bit more in detail. But I don't remember every single little thing that was said. The biggest thing was the shock. Like I mentioned, getting hit in the face when you're boxing, when you're sparring, when you catch a good right hand or a good hook, and it's just pow. And then that light, you know, you see a light, a flash and, you know, your head snaps back. So you feel this weird sensation in your feet and your legs. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I felt like I just got hit in the face and I, I just couldn't really believe like, it was almost like time did, but did not slow down. It was like, so I was numb to reality for a second. Just like, damn, is this really happening right now? And, uh, you know, just listening to the words she was saying, how, you know, the, the the tone that she was using, her body language, that I knew that this thing was ending. And, uh, you know, well, for me at the time, ending wasn't the word I wanted to use. It was more so this was being put on hold. And uh, when she said, when she started with, you know, you taught me so much, but I was like, oh, fuck. Or um, <laughs> my favorite I don't want to hurt you. And I'm like, yeah, she, she just kept saying it over and over. And I was like, this, why are you worrying about me? You know, I, I really encourage her to worry about herself and, you know, whatever she needed, she wouldn't be doing this if this wasn't necessary. Like, I, you know, I, I know her and I don't know her as well as I wanted to. Like, you know, you know, you're a significant other after a year, two years, three years. But uh, I knew her well enough to know that, you know, this was very difficult for her. And so I remember as I left, it was a weird sensation because I had a schedule of what I was doing. Obviously, I was being devious in my behavior because I was, or, or even deceptive, actually, I would use, because devious isn't always bad. Um, it's just what is not considered a cultural norm. So cheating is actually a cultural norm. So it's not deviant behavior. Um, but I just remember this weird sensation. I didn't, it didn't hit me till like later that night. And I, I was like very hopeful. I, was, I always do my self-talk. Uh, when I'm alone, I'll definitely talk to myself. And even this podcast is kind of a version of that because nobody's <laughs> speaking back to me, but everybody's listening. Um, 
and yeah, I was very hopeful. I was like, you know, I, I, it didn't really phase me that much because of what we had. I, I looked at, I would reread our conversations. I would look at our pictures and stuff like that. And uh, we actually had took some pictures not that long before and just, there were live pictures. So it was almost like the Harry Potter thing. Like he, he sees his parents in the fucking thing. And I don't know if they ever talked in the, in the messages, but they moved and I got, I would hold it down. I would watch her and look at the way she looked at the camera. look at the way she looked at me. And, you know, that made me smile a lot. But the fact of the matter was that she wasn't going to text me. And I remember I went home and I took like a nap. I, I, I wasn't supposed to be home yet. I think it was, I got home like around 3, 30, 4 o'clock or something like that. And it was still time. And I went to take Madison to her ice skating lessons. I just remember the whole time how cold it was in there. Angela was trying to talk to me about something. But all I could think about was, I really hope that she texts me back and reconsiders this. It just as time went by, I was, you know, that night I couldn't eat. I just did not that I couldn't eat. I just didn't want to. I didn't have the motivation to. And I remember I, my anxiety was going. I was like, fuck, this sucks. So I went to the store. I got a Founders Rubeus, which is a raspberry ale. And um, I drank it just to calm myself down. And just those weeks sucked after that. The best part of that was, well, actually, I don't even want to get there yet. But I, I was just like. Every text, man, was somebody I didn't want to fucking talk to. Every call was somebody I didn't want to talk to. Every Snapchat, every Instagram message, because we would Instagram shit to each other. I'm not going to put our shit out there, everything out there. But, you know, um, everything I was just hoping was her. And it just wasn't. And I was, that sucked, man. That really sucked because I really liked her. And, you know, we had something special and we both acknowledged that. So I don't think that it wasn't special to her. I just think that life was demanding something that she couldn't, she wasn't able to give me what I needed. And she recognized that and she didn't want to hurt me. And she did have really bad anxiety issues. I mean, she's having panic attacks. And one time we were, she came, actually when she came back from her uh, winter trip, because she, she goes with her dad and she was there for a month and she came back, we was fucking and we couldn't, we, we had to stop because there's, you know, she had a stomach ulcer. We didn't know at the time, but you know, and, uh, you know, so I understand that she was actually really going through some shit, like really, really going through some shit. And she needed that. But just the effect that it had on me was something that I, hasn't happened before. I've been in a divorce. I've been, you know, the thing with Angela. But this was different because we didn't have any bad times. There was no bad times. Everything was great. And even our little stupid bickering <laughs> was laughable. I don't think we ever really got mad at each other. I think we got a little irritated because you can't you can't uh, be emotional through text. So you can say something and unless you're using emojis or unless the text itself is really sweet, you can't really tell the emotion. So sometimes I would take what she got wrong and, uh, you know, just a little stupid stuff like that. And then we would fix everything. And but to not get those texts in the morning, to not get the, the motivation, because I would motivate her. You know, I would text her in the morning roll call. I'd be at, at the gym, I, you know, telling her what I'm doing. And she would she would give me shit like, you better not be wearing gray sweatpants. And of course I was. <laughs> and, you know, uh, she motivated me and I motivated her and it just worked. We just worked. So that was the worst part was that that's what made it so bad. So when McK my ex, Mackenzie, she cheated on me with everybody in town. So it made breaking up easy, even though it hurt and it sucked. My ex was just a piece of shit to me. And uh, so that made it easier, even though it still hurt and it was difficult. 
But this one, we had no bad times. There was no bad times. When we saw each other, it was always great. I remember the first time we kissed. I remember when she uh, she actually grabbed my face the first time I heard that somebody was was after me like that. Like they and then was just so down and, and not rushing me into a relationship. She was just so unique that I wasn't ready for what she had to offer me. And just to leave with no bad times was so alien to me. And it just almost seemed not evil, e- not evil on her behalf, but just evil that this could happen to somebody in our situation and, uh, and, and affect both of us like that. And uh, it really sucked. I didn't I didn't eat. I had to force myself to eat. I was I was eating like once a day. I would force myself and it was difficult. So I was like understanding people who have eating disorders how hard it is to actually do it and you know and of course that's not a good comparison but man i just couldn't eat but i wasn't like weak i was still taking all my supplements so i still had an energy i was still going to work i was short with people all i wanted to do was sleep and every text i would hurry up and get my phone and oh is it no it's, it's not her you know and then she goes out and she was in arizona visiting her friends and whatnot and there was a the swimsuit, nice swimsuit that I really liked on her. And she's smiling in the camera, uh, quarantine me here. I think that was her her post. And I was like, damn, how how could you be so cold? You know, you know what this is doing to me. And three days after she had broke we broke it off, she had texted me and said, you know, I was at the gym and I was on the stair machine. I just the motivation, I had to go to the gym, I have to, but the motivation was not there. I did not all I wanted to do was sleep. So the day could hurry up and be over with so I can get to this month where it had finally passed and I could just be over it. But I went to the gym and, you know, was forced myself to do the things that I needed to do, which is what you should do when you have depression. But um, and she had texted me and I just remember a giant smile across my face. And I was like, OK, you know, she just needed a couple of days and and that, you know, I'll, I'll respond later. And the text had just said basically that she hopes I'm doing well. You know, she's just checking in and she wants me to know that she's having a rough time with this. And, you know, she's just basically checking in and and making sure I'm okay. And I joked with her as I normally do, because, you know, the last thing when you the last thing you want when you're going through something like this is just some negative shit or, you know, somebody to beg for you back. She already made her position clear and I had to respect that, which was the most difficult thing in the world, because I've never been in a situation like this to where. I have to say goodbye to somebody I want to say hello to so bad. And I remember just just how how much I felt. And I just was like, man, you know, I just you just want to be there for somebody because she needs the support. You know, she needs she's going through this. She needs people. And I just couldn't be there. And it was the it was the biggest paradox, the biggest almost not oxymoron. But, you know, I just want to say all these things and uh make them apply and it's just it was horrible i felt like i couldn't talk to anybody even though i could have but it was just in my head and i didn't want to hang out i didn't want to drink and there was like one time i don't remember what day it was but maybe like a week a week and a half after i was still feeling it uh and i got drunk and it was just the worst idea in the world no yeah that's what it was because that was the day before I like tried to work on things with Angela. And I'll talk about that in a second. But, um, you know, I just got I, I dropped Madison off or I was picking her up, took a few shots of Hennessy 
And when I got home, it started to hit me. Because I'm living down the streets from where I picked her up. <clears throat> where I picked her up. And, uh, man, you know, I just remember I was just in my head. I was like, man, I cannot be high and I cannot be drunk. So for like three weeks, three and a half weeks, maybe even a month, I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to one song because everything reminded me of her. You know, I didn't hang out. I didn't want to drink. I, I definitely, I, I don't, I'm not really a smoker, but I for fucking sure wasn't smoking because I would definitely be in my head. There's a hundred percent chance I would have been in my head and I didn't want to be there, you know? And after a while, I just started to face that pain and Maybe it wasn't three. It was about probably three weeks, maybe two and a half to three weeks. And I started listening to music again because my mentor was there telling me what I need to do. You know, this is the pain is where you're going to find your answers. And uh, I listened to our favorite songs. There's a song called Letting Go. That was me and her song. I would think about her every time I played that. Uh, her song for us was Best Part. I forget who sings that. I don't know if it's uh, whatever. But, uh, you know. I, I, I listened to it and in uh, July by Noah Cyrus one of the patients played that and I was like you motherfucker this was like a week after and I didn't know this was one of her songs too because Noah Cyrus ain't like Miley Cyrus she's like kind of low key and she's amazing though she has a beautiful voice and this song I played I think it was like maybe the second or third uh, uh, like the time before a time or two before I this happened and I went up there to go see her and the song actually reminded me more of my ex but you know, these songs all tied into the times that were going on, you know, what I was going through at the time. And so, um, <laughs> I just had to deal with it. And I found my answers in that pain. I was happy that I was able to have such a beautiful relationship that ended before it got bad you know uh if it would ever got bad that's what i call true love anyway I, I would always tell people man what if we're so busy trying to get in a relationship what if we just didn't term it anything and what if we just enjoyed each other's company and if things you know had to end then they had to end and these people aren't going anywhere these people it, like you know unless they die or some shit you know god forbid but you know we, we're so quick to label something and put these unwritten rules on a relationship that <laughs> that we we forget the insinuations of what life is meant to be anyway so we take the fun out of it we make things obligations and then it's like man you know i remember when we i remember that time we 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 did this or we did that and uh you know and then it's gone you know we, we get in a routine we work we might have children and it's over and then it's we start to despise each other and we forget what makes us so special anyway so that's what made everything really difficult for me because that's what i had with her and then i see her on instagram we're still friends on snap we're still we get we still text every now and then but it isn't what it used to be and uh you know i learned so much from that one thing i learned is that it may i needed to be more empathetic to people who are going through things because it hurts no matter what the situation is it made me actually it was one of the best things that's ever, that's ever happened i hear that and i'm just like this is a terrible situation but it's one of the best things that's ever happened it, that's true my body is in the best shape it's ever been i really worked hard i started to realize that i was doing things that i advocate people not to do this journey is very lonely. And I told her that all the time. And uh, I 
got to feel that firsthand how lonely it can be and just the dark the downside of it and I learned how to go through that and be strong and still be there for other people because I was going through this having to be there for Madison and that was one of the the, the things she had she had hurt herself I think she fell or something and I was being very dismissive because I was going through this I was dealing with with my second breakup and she was crying. I was like, you good, man. Stop, stop crying. And then she came back around and she just wanted to be held. And I held her. I just didn't have anything to give. I just was so drained and I was so sad. And I, I was, I was drained because I, I, the, what little bit of energy I did have from what little food I did eat, I used working out. I just didn't have anything, but I did, you know, I had a reserve and I made an episode on this. This was like in one of my earlier episodes where I picked her up and I cried, not because I was sad, but because I realized that I was stronger than what I thought I was. And it was a beautiful mo- moment. It was a it was a learning moment. And I I have an unlimited amount of strength. It just is, doesn't seem like it's there all the time, but it is. And I, I'm pretty strong, I like to think. A lot of people say, you know, my friend Allison, who's very strong to me, who I look up to and respect a lot, she listened to an episode and said, you're one of the strongest people I know. And I, that made me very happy because people think I'm, I'm this or that and and I have more so I said man if I can if I'm stronger that means I have more love to give that means I have more consideration that means I have more toleration I have more of everything so it helped me realize a lot about myself it helped me start this podcast so I can connect with people all over the world I have people sending me donations people you know listening sharing and, and this is a great thing uh uh, we're still in the works with the business. You know, obviously the quarantine is, is kind of in the way. So with that in the app, that's coming. But it helped me uh, kickstart these brand new ideas. Uh, I'm in a movie that's starting production later this summer. Uh, modeling is going to pick up. I was going to do that right before the quarantine and they're getting pictures for headshots and stuff like that. Uh, but I couldn't because the fucking virus. Uh, what else? Um... And then we just had, we just rented out the space. We're painting it. We're remodeling everything. It just it, it started something that was that everything I wanted to do I kickstarted because I had more time for myself. My toxic my toxic ex is uh, oh, shit. My toxic ex is out of the picture forever, and I'm at peace with that. I wasn't at peace all the time, but I'm at peace with that, and it's a beautiful thing. I've accepted it. I went through the process. I went through the process with my other with the other girl. I still care about her, but you know what? It is what it is, and I let go. I don't know what the future holds for any of us, you know? And that's what me and somebody else is very special. Her name is Ashley. Uh, We've been seeing each other for some time. Uh, She has friends. I got friends, too. But, you know, we're starting to be like, hey, I like you. And, you know, we even have mature conversations about things, about the future, about, you know, whatever. And just the freedom that I have now, I was blessed with that because even though I was still free and encouraging her to be free, her being the other girl, I still we still kind of held on to this idea of exclusivity and whatever. And it was and it was an obligation and it was difficult. So uh, in the aftermath, I thought it was going to be a war torn scene, but it wasn't, man. You know, this the love is still there for each other, respect. Um, and the future is whatever we all want it to be whatever we all want it to be it will be that and that's a beautiful thing for me to think about and it makes me smile I'm smiling right now talking about it and um, it makes me excited it makes me not anxious it makes me hopeful even with all this shit going on 
we've all had time. It, it, this all happened right when it should have for me. The universe shut down. The, the, the universe. <laughs> the earth, the world shut down and I had to sit there and, and deal with it. It said fucking deal with it. I was stuck with Angela. I had to be out there and, and, and just deal with her and, 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 and make decisions. I got to be alone. I had to, I'm in the middle of a transition. When I had my, when I get my own space, that'd be like the end, uh, which I'm looking at right now, looking for this couple of places I have my eye on and, you know, I have a job. It was so, it just put everything into perspective and it let me know that I have a lot more value than I gave myself because I was so distraught. Why should I have been that distraught? Sure, I should have been sad. I'm not trying to be ultra alpha male or anything like that. But what I really, really wanted to do was find me. And she helped me with that. But she helped me too by ending it. So when you want something, the universe conspires to make it happen. And I wanted to find myself. And this, I think, was just a part of the process. That, And you have soulmates. I think she was my soulmate for that moment. You know, whether she's that again or whether it's Ashley or whether it's somebody else or whatever, whether whether I stay single, you know, who knows? But it was really. It was really crazy to see the universe working for you, that everything happens for you and that somehow all of this is a part of what we want. You know, I think unless we're a child or unless we're like, you know, our parents are making the decisions for us as we're growing. I think that's why a lot of bad things happen. That's why these vibrations are put out and terrible shit happens to us. Somehow, some way, in one way or another, we bring it to ourselves. And I, I, let me explain before somebody, you know, says some outlandish shit about like rape or some fucking crazy shit. But, you know, and that's not going to, I'll explain that in another episode. But I used to tell her, I feel like I've, I, I willed her to me. And I did. I believe that, but it was just a part of the journey that I'm on and look where I'm at now, man. My master's, PhD, all that shit. I think the things that I thought about, the things that happened to me needed to happen to mold me into who I needed to be to be in this situation. I wanted this animal control job so bad, but I couldn't have it because I had my, uh, I got arrested. And with that, I had a, I had to find another job and I had this job that really helped me to become me comfortable dealing with other people being attacked all sorts of shit so I wonder what this job is really getting me ready for because maybe it's just the world maybe it's maybe it is the world because I've ran into so many people young and old and uh you know I that, that's what I've I, you know I, I just have gone through so much in this past year and a half or not even a year and a half year and like four months three months it's almost June. So yeah, about almost four months. And uh, I know what's in store for me. It's everything I ever wanted, everything I've ever imagined. When you when I give you details about this movie, you're going to be like, nigga. When I give you details about the music, you're going to be like, wow. I remember when people used to tell me that I was, I'm going to be famous one day. I'm going to be this. And I'm watching this interview with Drake and he's, you know, talking about his beginnings and stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's me. I've already, I already have almost 10 years in the game of music, not getting paid, but, you know, doing music, performing and whatnot. Like now it's time to move to the, the big league. Same thing with, with boxing. Like once this gets started, everything's supposed to open up next week anyway, or some shit like that, the, the gyms and certain things. So 
what's what's gonna happen for me everything i ever wanted like everything i ever wanted so i really wanted to end that segment i mean i'll still refer to it every now and then because of lessons and stuff like that but there won't be any more episodes that are just solely around that unless something else comes up in the future and you know this and that so i'm really really blessed to have had that experience with her and still have her here you know she's still a friend of mine and uh I found myself, you know, I, I well found myself. That's a big generalization. I've found the road. I've found the, the things that work, the pain, the lessons, tapping into universal knowledge and things that are that are unexplainable, things that are higher, even just meditating, the feeling I felt something magnificent. I said, why would I ever prioritize some bullshit over that? So uh, what's coming? Everything I ever wanted. Everything. <laughs>